Hello, uh, my name's John Brebery. I work in the people experience practice here at, here at the EMA. Um, and um, in this series of EMA casts, we've been looking at some of the new insights, some of the new thinking, and, and some really good practice in, in organisations around a range of sort of people experience and, and HR issues. Um, one of the issues that seems to have come up a lot for organisations is about what to, what to do with their performance management systems. How, how can they make sure their performance management systems aren't all about effort for, for managers, but are actually about utility and useful for the business? And um, people sort of wrestle with that and think about how, how to do that best. And uh, I'm really pleased that today I'm going to be having a conversation with uh, Tony McKenna, who is the National HR Manager at, at Mainstream. And um, he, he and his team have done a lot of work around looking at what's the right performance management approach in, uh, in Mainstream. And uh, we're going to have, have explore that a bit today. Um, but in terms of Tony, I think it's probably easiest if he introduces himself and tells us a little bit about his, his uh, career and about uh, Mainstream and what Mainstream do. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for having me here today. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, look, in terms of myself, in terms of my background, is that um, I've been in human resource now for a long time. I sort of started out in this field back in the mid-80s. And uh, when I started out initially, uh, it was all about industrial relations. So I worked in places, uh, I originally came from Hawke's Bay, and I started working in places like um, in the freezing industry, so a couple of big freezing works down there, and that led me then to um, move into um, Rothmans, where I was at the manufacturing plant in Napier for many years, before then coming to Auckland. I've had a range of roles in Auckland. Um, a lot of my um, work has been pretty much industrial relations focused, but I am a generalist HR manager. And over the last 10 years or so, I've uh, worked uh, in the transport warehousing area. So I've had uh, three different roles in different companies, and at the moment it's um, mainstream, where I'm the, um, as you say, the national HR manager. So my role incorporates not only HR, uh, but I have, uh, as part of the function, payroll, and I also look after health and safety compliance and training. That's the role. Mainstream itself, um, mainstream is a is a very successful New Zealand-owned business. Um, Mainstream New Zealand Limited is the official title, but the company itself is made up of uh, not only the transport and warehousing side, it also has a, an export-import division, um, which is Mainstream Global, and then it also has a company uh, associated with it, uh, Sonasafe, which is blue light technology around safety in terms of uh, forklifts and warehouses, etc. And then just recently we've also acquired um, TDL, which is a... Um, container transport company that's part of our group as well. So yeah as I say quite a successful company, uh, New Zealand owned, um, around about uh, 300 uh, staff in mainstream itself but then with the other associated companies you'd be talking about 400 to 450 and we're spread from Kaitaia to Invercargill. Where are you? Yeah, that's us. Crikey. So there's, there's, there's lots of sort of breadth there, I feel, both in terms of your um, uh, your background, um, but you've also got sort of depth in the industry, having been in the industry for 10 years. Um, you sound like a, a business. Mainstream New Zealand Limited sounds like a business that's growing and, and being being successful, you know, with acquisitions and, and so forth. Um, so, you know, given there's so much that you could do based at, based on your your experience and, you know, so much going on in the organisation, why did you take a particular focus on your performance management system? Hmm. 
Initially, when I joined Mainstream, because I've been there now for about two and a half years, and initially when I joined the company, a lot of my work was pretty much administration-focused mm. in terms of just making sure that there were the disciplines around the paperwork and making sure things were done right. Um, as we've um, progressed, we what we did is... Uh, about uh, six or seven months ago, we um, engaged with the Employers and Manufacturers Association in terms of an, a, a human resource assessment, in terms of just where we were at. We wanted to have a to rule a line and have a bit of a benchmark of just where we were. And obviously, a couple of things that uh, were pointed out there that we were particularly interested in was the whole issue about performance management, because it was identified that, hey, we were a bit weak in that area, but it was obviously identified as an area that we should have had quite a strength in. And the other was around leadership development and all that goes with that, again, um, weak, on the weaker side when we should have been on the stronger side. Um, it just so happened that at the time that we were engaging there um, with the EMA, uh, we were also putting together our human resource and health and safety um, plan for the next few years. And that plan was then um, approved by the board um, and has now is now what we're working on. And as part of that plan, um, obviously there is the component around performance management and how we actually manage that. So uh, that, that was a good avenue for us to engage with the Employers and Manufacturers Association. I've got a long association with working with the EMA. I used to actually be on the, um, the board of the EMA back in the Hawke's Bay when I was there many, many years ago. And um, I've always worked in companies where we've been members and I've always appreciated the support that's been given. So it was a, for me, it was a no-brainer to work in with the EMA about these initiatives. So as I say, the, the whole thing about performance management was identified there as something we had to work on and that's what we've been doing. Great. I mean, it seems like you've got a number of things that very much connect together there, haven't you? Because leadership development and performance management often go hand in hand because your leaders are the people that are going to have to deliver it and make make sure that it works. Um, and it sounds like as well that um, you, you were actually at a point of... Um, you know, taking a slightly longer term view, not just reacting to what was there at the moment. You were taking a view over several years? Yeah, over several years, yeah, because what we want to do is we want to make sure that, I refer to it as line of sight, we want to make sure that um, everyone who comes to work um, at Mainstream understands the value of what they do and the importance of it, and they have that not only about role clarity, but they understand that um, what I'm doing, what the contribution is and what I need to achieve and that's from everyone from the chief executive down to whoever. Um, so it was, it was, we, we deemed it as very important that we actually um, have a system in place that could do that. Um, the work that we've actually done with the EMA in terms of introducing a performance management framework uh, has been, what we've initially done is identify around about 90 people within the organisation that we consider to be critical initially uh, before we roll out things to everybody. But So initially the group we're working with is anyone who has staff as, in terms of reporting to them and then any roles that we consider to be quite significant in the organisation and should have some key performance indicators attached to that. So we're working through that process at the moment. It's something that we consider to be quite important. And as I say, around the issue about making sure those people had line of sight, um, also it not only it enables in terms of feedback about how they're performing, but it enables the discussion about their own development, which yeah. is equally as important. Um, and it obviously gives the frontline manager or the supervisor equips them with useful skills in terms of being able to engage with their employees constructively in terms of having 
meaningful discussions that achieve something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's absolutely the critical thing that you're trying to get in place, aren't you, with any performance management system. It's about good management practice in terms of conversations and making sure they, they help people to be, you know, more productive for the organisation. Um, and you mentioned just, just then that it wasn't just uh, about performance, it was also about people's development as well. So you had two particular aims? Yeah, two particular aims. And, um, you know, we're encouraging everyone who... So at the moment, we are in the process. We've nearly completed in terms of the rollout of the programme. Um, we have set a date, uh, which is coming up fairly soon, in terms of making sure that uh, all the KPIs are set going forward for the year. Um, we've had very good engagement from our people in terms of who are participating in the system in terms of um, that you know the feedback we've actually had uh, from the EMA is that there's a real maturity in terms of people having discussions about their KPIs. So it's actually been quite good for us in terms of you know it's it's something that we're really looking forward to as it, as it rolls forward. And as I say, part of that is about their development. Because one thing, again, that we will be doing this year is the whole process in terms of talent mapping, identifying the talent we've got in the organisation, making sure that um, uh, issues around uh, flight risks in terms of people that we want to hold on to. Uh, as we all know, it's a difficult market <laughs> uh, and it's never, it's, it hasn't been easy for a number of years. And if you've got a good person, you've got to hang on to them and you've got to be making sure you're developing them for more senior roles and greater responsibility. So, yes, that is a key part of the programme as well. And it's a positive part in terms of the discussion that the manager or supervisor is going to have with the employee. You know, it's always that thing about, well, you know, it's all very well and good in terms of having measures and what I've got to achieve and getting feedback on that, but also what's happening for me, okay? So, yeah, key component and key component for the whole thing about talent and talent mapping going forward. Yeah, so that's... That's actually a third thing I think you're introducing there because as you're talking, we talk about it in terms of performance, in terms of an individual and development in terms of an individual, but your uh, phrase of, of talent mapping, that whole piece about trying to identify sort of uh, mobili internal mobility yep. and sort of routes forward, that sounds like you're overlaying the sort of practical day-to-day -day piece with quite a strategic view for the business of what talent has it got and how do we make sure we keep it? Yeah, well, the thing is, um, John, I, all these things do interlink. Yeah. And um, it, it's always that um, really, it's, it's that big tick you always get at the end of the day when suddenly you get an operational manager turning around and saying, I can see how all this fits together. Right, yeah. And I can see how everything is making my job now a heck of a lot easier. Okay, And it's one of those things that it takes time, it takes a number of years, but you eventually do get there. And, and again, part of the work that we've been doing with the employers and manufacturers is, is another piece which is around this whole thing about um, leadership development. Yeah, because, yeah. again, that fits in with this. You equip these people with skills around how to have these conversations. So it's not only about the positive conversations, but it actually helps them when they're having to have the difficult conversations as well. So, yes, there's a whole lot of things that do lock together and fit, to, fit together. The key thing that we're conscious of is to keep it simple, stupid, yeah. okay, and to not overload the business. Um, we've got to keep people with us. These people are incredibly busy. They've got a lot to do, and the last thing we want is them to seeing all of this as a burden. But so far, that has not been the case because of the level of engagement we've had. That's great to hear because that you've got that very much front of mind because... Um, Gartner did quite a bit of research around sort of performance management processes and that, and the big bugbear was around 
um, the imbalance, as they put it, between effort and utility for managers. In other words, spending a lot of time on what we might call the more administrative forms filling side of performance management and therefore getting less benefit in terms of, you know, it actually leading to better better conversations with people, better productivity. It sounds like you're balancing that in the right direction from the feedback you're getting. Yeah, and also what we've done there is that, again, with the assistance of the employers and manufacturers, um, we've been very fortunate there because um, they have been conducting the training for us in terms of um, giving that insight, which is great because you've got people who are recognised experts in the field um, who are are there and, uh, you know, giving these managers and supervisors good, simple, practical um, skills, knowledge um, that they can then apply. And... um, it's it's a very it's a very positive thing because it it it, it enables them to then yeah as I say apply what they're learning in, in, in lots of different fields which is a great thing yeah oh definitely yeah the sort of immediate sort of spillover in, into just day to day work that sounds terrific you mentioned about the sort of sort of training that people have mm. gone through mm. tell me a little bit about what sort of things that covered and what sort of react, additional reactions you've had to that training. Yeah, well, look, we've had, as I say, we've had really good engagement in terms of the um, work that was completed initially in terms of with the Employers and Mm. Manufacturers Association in terms of putting together the programme. They were very, very responsive to our needs in terms of what we wanted to see there. And um, then in terms of what we actually did to get some good buy-in is that once the programme had actually been put together and we had it there as pretty much the 90% 90% draft ready to go. Um, then what we actually did was put that in front of our, um, uh, our senior management team, and there was uh, there was uh, you know unanimous buy-in in terms of this is what we need to do. Um, and then we've you know we've we've had that buy-in the whole way through in terms of you know people then um, you know accepting that this is what we need to do. So lots of good communication around it out to everybody that was participating. And then in terms of the actual training, as I say, it's been really good because to have the EMA actually assisting us with that and being there um, to, to, to run that for us and then we'll take that over into the future but it's that initial thing because you know managers and supervisors being invited to this it's something special for them yes. okay? <laughs> um, and it's been great because you know the whole thing about like the key piece of feedback that we actually get um, as the training's happening is around just how um, how competent and successful these people are in terms of their understanding of what is a key performance indicator, how do you record that, how do you measure that, and then the whole thing about following up, etc. And then there's also the um, the learning they get out of, hey, how do you have this conversation in the first place? Uh, and then there's the key pieces, well, at the end, there's no point having these discussions if everything's not time-bound. So it's the whole thing about what is the cycle, what is the timeframes that we're yeah. working to. So, yeah, equipping these people with the skills. So as part of the training, there's been there's a section in there where we actually take the opportunity to spend time with these people um, where they write up a key performance indicators, they get feedback about, hey, is that, is that something that's, you know, hits the button. Um, and the good thing is to, to assist them is that we're, the HR team are there to assist these managers and supervisors as we roll forward. And what we've done to make it uh, easier for them in year one 
is around the human resource component of the plan and around the health and safety component of the plan, we've preset what the key, key performance indicator is. So it's quite easy there because the key performance indicator on the human resource side is that you actually make use of this new performance management framework <laughs> and you actually um, meet, the, meet, the, meet the, the deadlines that are in place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very good learning, very good learning. Yeah. Right, yeah, so uh, it sounds like there you've, you've given some thoughts to, well, how can we make this easier for managers? How do we make sure that we don't just keep reinventing the wheel at particular points and, and keep it focused on, you know, making sure that good practice is in place and so people apply what they learnt in the training? Yeah, yeah sometimes, um, you know, I've, got, I've had over my career quite a lot of uh, exposure to different performance management systems and, and look, I'll be honest with you, in terms of um, the programme we're putting in place at the moment, we're initially just going paper-based. Yeah. Uh, my attitude is uh, it's a little bit like, um, you know, an electronic diary. If you can't run a paper-based diary first, you're not going to be able to run the electronic one. <laughs> and so it's a matter of keeping it simple. Um, sure, there is the, the ability then to um, get more sophisticated as we go forward, but it's just instilling the initial disciplines to make sure that this is actually all happening. And um, yeah, we want to keep it simple. We want to have, we want the first year as we roll this out to be a successful year. We want it to be a successful experience for everyone. We don't want it to be a negative. Okay? Yes. And uh, so if we make it difficult for them, make it too complicated, it isn't going to fly. Oh, I, I think you've probably come across, I certainly have in my career, where organisations have sort of had a performance management system, add something else to it, add something else to it, add in additional reviews, uh, put it all online, and um, uh, and then this wonderful sort of ecosystem that's been created just doesn't get used. Mm, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that we've actually been able to incorporate is we've done a, been doing some work um, over the last year um, regarding... Um, our, our values and uh, so what we've been able to do there is incorporate that work into this program uh, from the point of view of um, you know not only is it what you're achieving but how you're going about it so again that there enables us to reinforce it because you know we don't want people obviously going out and achieving things and then the way they've gone and done it is completely against what we want <laughs> um, so you know we get the double whammy there we get a reinforcement in terms of our values we get people behaving appropriately and we get them achieving something which is great because look overall at the end of the day it makes it you know it gives them greater en engagement because they're then happy to come to work it makes the organization successful and as i say it is already an already a successful organization and the good thing is that sitting behind all of this you've got um the the mainstream owners and and, and the mainstream board completely behind it right um, you know i've been very very fortunate that um you know, I work in an organisation that, that basically gives a big tick to this. Um, the business owner, he's very passionate about his people. Um, he's a very caring individual and he's, um, you know, he wants to see the best uh, that, uh, for his people. So it's great. I mean, it, it seems to come up time and again that, you know, if you want to be really successful in, in your HR strategy, the absolute importance of aligning it with your business strategy and the two working very much hand in hand, you know, HR strategy embedded in business. And it sounds like you, you're doing that in terms of that longer term view. And the other thing is that very practical uh, piece around having your senior leaders on, on, on board. And it sounds like you've, you've achieved that in this case too. You achieve that and also making sure that... Um, we have obviously, like a lot of organisations would, it's just common practice obviously, you know, we have a weekly um, senior management team meeting. Um, we have, you know, obviously we have to report to our board and then coming up in, in a month or so, we actually have a, um, uh, an SMT conference for a, for a few days. And again, at all of those, it's a constant reinforcement about what was in the plan, 
Where are we at with it? What are we achieving? Okay, um, because as I say, that is the roadmap for us in terms of what we've got to achieve. Oh, it, it almost sounds like a performance management process for yourselves as a leadership team. Yeah. Yeah. And look, uh, the thing about it is what I've always found over my career in terms of human resources, um, you know, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, but there's nothing new in HR. Mm-hmm. It's all common sense, practical stuff. It's just got to be executed well. Yeah. Um, and you've got to make sure that you've got some buy-in there. But at the end of the day, it will always um, add real value to an organisation and, um, you know, it's about making sure in terms of the people that work for you are equipped with the skills they need and the processes are in place to make them um, successful. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, you know, human resource, I know this will never be the case, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but human resource managers should really be in some ways trying to work themselves out of a role. Uh, but you work yourself out of a role because the people that are there um, in the operational roles, etc., or, or the strategic roles are actually doing what they're meant to do. But uh, that's where HR adds value. Fantastic, yeah. So that's a, that's a, a strong focus there from what you're saying there is around, as well as the strategic view you take on this and got the board on view on board and, and um, embedding HR strategy and business strategy. Um, you know, you've got this very practical, pragmatic approach around, you know, it, it fundamentally, you know, it's common sense, which I think is a quite uh, helpful sort of guiding light to have in terms of keeping it simple for people. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. And the good thing too is that, uh, you know, you're only as good as the team around you. Mm. And um, I'm very fortunate in terms of the um, uh, the people that are in the um, HR and health and safety team and the payroll team. They're all very competent. They're all um, they're all high achievers. They do a great job. I'm 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 very fortunate to have the people that work for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, one, one of the challenging aspects uh, of uh, performance management, so I'm just letting you know I'm going to ask you a really tricky question, yeah. is is really around when, when it starts to be linked to remuneration and mm-hmm. pay and, and so forth. Um, you know, and having a conversation around performance relating to pay and then development where pay is, is, is related as well. It gives sort of an added dimension to it all. I think particularly at the moment with, with the challenges around uh, for us all with, with inflation and so forth. Mm. What, what sort of approach did you take about sort of linking or, at all performance management with, with remuneration? At the moment, the, the two are quite separate. Yeah. Um, uh, so at the moment, we're actually going through a process on the remuneration side where we're actually, um, uh, we are now um, working with a remuneration company in terms of evaluating our roles, um, and then we'll be feeding in to get some good survey data because um, we, we, we don't have that information, yeah. and as you say, the market keeps moving ahead so quickly. So we're doing that as, a, as a, n- another initiative off to the yeah, side. Yeah. There is no hard link at this stage, and that's made quite clear in terms of the information that... Uh, uh, the people uh, participating in this program receive. There's no hard link at the moment between the two. Uh, ideally, there will be, but mm-hmm. I see that as being potentially um, maybe up to three years away. Yeah. Uh, because you have to instill the discipline first of, of the understanding of, um, of, as I say, of the line of sight. Here's what I've got to achieve. How have I gone on that? And then the constructive discussion back about you've met your objective, you haven't. What can we do to to to, to improve things in the future? Or the tough discussion about what are we going to do because you're actually yeah. you've got an issue, you're failing. Um, but that but but yes, that link to REM we don't have. We like a lot of employers at the moment, especially in the in the in the field of transport. We're finding it hard enough just to keep up with the market. Yeah. Um, so we are basically our concentration at the moment regarding our REM is just to try and keep with CPI as it moves forward. 
So um, there wouldn't be a week that goes by that we're not um, adjusting someone in terms of keeping them up with yeah. where they should be. So, but at the moment, no hard link. But yeah. I, but I do see it coming. Yes, uh, that will be a discussion with the board because, uh, quite rightly, at the moment, the board, um, the mainstream board, don't. Um, uh, realise there isn't that hard link at the yeah, moment yeah. and it's been something in our company that we have deliberately kept away from having it as a hard link uh, but it's one of those things that as we get more sophisticated it's something that we'll look at Right, it's interesting so you, you've got a, a kind of longer term view about where this system could go, longer term benefits but very much very clear this is the stage we're at at the moment we want to get these these things right get the benefits from that and we've got another piece of work over here around compensation benefits that we'll, we'll, we'll link into into this. Yeah. yeah, It'll all come together, as I said before these are the sorts of things that will all come together at the end yes. and then you'll get that flashbulb moment where people think oh I understand now how they all fit together but uh, we're away off that at this stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I you know, on, on the other hand, I mean just thinking about the work the work that's been done to date, both by yourself and your team and by um, Sarah from the EMA, um, you know, what pieces have kind of pleased you most? What do you think, you know, these have gone really well, perhaps even better than you thought they would? Well, um, just the engagement. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and when I say engagement, not only the engagement in terms of our people, but in the engagement in terms of with the EMA, the EMA have been um, have been really proactive, uh, very helpful the whole way through. I've been so I've been very pleased with that in terms of initially <laughs> with yourself, and then obviously in terms of um, Sarah and with Jessica. So that's been great. Mm. Um, then in terms of just the engagement with our people, um, you know, I've, I've been very pleased. It's um, you know when we when we because when we get people together for these sessions, it's not only people in the room but we've got people from all over the countryside dialing in and you know these these people as I say they're, they're busy that you know you've got a, yeah. a manager down there in Alexandra who's who's dialing in but he's got a whole lot of trucks he's looking at out the window and he's trying to manage that but but they're all taking the time to participate yes so I've been really pleased in terms of their engagement uh, the feedback we've also had from the um, from Sarah who's running the programs for us is that and I think I mentioned this before a real maturity in terms of uh, key performance indicators, right, and the understanding of key performance indicators. Yes, uh, and also I talk at the when I do an intro um, to each of the courses, uh, I always mention the fact that we are also working with the employers and manufacturers regarding um, leadership development yeah, and supervisory yeah, yeah. development. And we will be doing things like talent. We will be doing things like engagement, and and I find that there's a real um, interest in having these things in place. Right. So quite that that's, that sounds very good in terms of the culture and the and the organization in terms of their appetite for managers to 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 give the time to this and then to want to do more to yes. develop themselves. Where where do you think that comes from? Why why are your people like that? That's, um well, look, um I, I I've been um you know every organization's different. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know the, I I've found in my time at this company that yeah, it's it's a real um, yeah that the, the people are quite engaged and yes. um, and look the the owner of our company he's as I say he cares about the staff that work for him he is very good at um, articulating simply to people in terms of where he sees his business going yeah um, he leads from the front um, you know he's in his business all the time. Um, there are various family members that are also in the business, and it's great because um, you, you've got this interesting mixture of 
a family-owned business that's that's cares about its people. Yes. But it's also at the stage where um, the managing director has been has been um, has realised the importance in terms of having a board structure. Yes. And having some governance across his company, so it it just I think it I think it definitely emanates out of the the business owner Greg Halliday yeah. in terms of that you know he's passionate about these things and believes in it, and I think it then just filters down. It just filters down. As I say, he's he's quite caring. If if one of his staff has got an issue, uh, he will d- jump in their boots and all and help them no matter what the issue is. So um, so I think that that's actually what's gendering his engagement. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that sort of suggests that even with the size that you've got to now and the constant changes and bringing new people in, you've still managed to retain some of those great things about being a, a family business, even though, quite quite frankly, I, I can, can imagine you're at the size where you, you don't know everybody's name, you know, and, and so forth, because you just usually people can't with that many people. So that sounds like, um, you know, business leader having a, a great, great impact to, to make things happen. Um, you know, uh, with, with performance management, you've got, you know, managers and their kind of role in it, which, as I say, we often want to make sure nowadays that we've learned not to make the system all about effort for them and make sure that they get benefit from it. You've talked to that. What about in terms of, you know, staff that, um, you know, a kind of that their role in it is just as somebody that is that is reported on and whose performance is managed through the system. What, what sort of sense do you have about how individual contributors, as it were, are, are um, receptive to the performance management process? Uh, no, so far, um, good. Yeah. Um, again, um, they understand that it's just not all about what's happening from above. To yeah. them. <laughs> yes. uh, we see it also as being a bottom up driven um, We've encouraged them as part of this that we want them to be proactive about it. Yeah. Um, they have to they have to plan in terms of the initial discussion as well back with the manager or supervisor. Uh, we want them to have thought about their KPIs. We want them to have thought about what their development would be. Um, there's no point then. We've made it quite clear to them we don't want them coming blank into a meeting. Um, they have to have given given that thought. So that's all happening at the moment. And um, HR's role in that is to support them with that in terms of if any ask for support, uh, but to be in there constantly in terms of providing guidance, etc. So we, we put out information to them in terms of, hey, here's the next step in the process. Uh, we've got a big communication that will be going out today, and that's just because we're at, a, at, at one of the critical steps in, in, in the process in terms of just reinforcing again the setting of the objectives. But no, look, that has been very positive, okay? And I think it's because of the group that we We've ruled the line at, so to speak, uh, because we've, you know, uh, at this stage we've kept it to, um, you know, as I say, it's a group of about yeah. 90 people in the organisation. We'll get it right with them first and before we look to go further. Uh, although in saying that, uh, the wider group um, of people, they they are as well used to having um, performance um, management systems yeah, because yeah. they're used to, again, a paper-based system that's been in place for years, and that just continues to roll along. But, yes, a positive engagement so far. That's, that's great. So engagement, you know, in all, all people sort of affected by the process, and it sounds like an intention to, you know, we, we work with these people here, we kind of iterate and learn from that, and then we can move wider in the organisation. Yeah. I mean, you've been very, very positive about, you know, the initial training and how that's that's been received and the design to date. <clears throat> you know, what do you want, to, how would you be judging success in a year's time, perhaps, you know, when you're looking at, 
at, at a longer term view of it. How would you know that this training has really led to results in the business? Uh, well, it will be interesting again because of, let's say, line of sight, as yes. I said, because what will actually happen is, um, like one thing that does come up in our business is um, uh, an issue arises and then let's say we get a claim back from a, a customer that we're dealing with. Um, and so you've got people, I refer to it as they're at the bottom of the cliff. They're, <laughs> they're sorting out an issue. Well, the issue um, in terms of our, and like we do have a business improvement manager. Um, so the issues at the, at the start in terms of just making sure everything's followed the processes are followed, everything's done correctly, people are concentrating on their jobs. Um, to then avoid there being an issue at the end, I see this performance management framework will assist in that type of thing because line of sight, people knowing what they've got to do, uh, doing it to the best of their ability, doing it right, being developed to do it correctly, I, I see what will have that effect there. I also see that um, a measure of the success of that will be, obviously the business will continue to be <laughs> successful and be profitable, uh, but, I, but I will also be measuring it in terms of um, uh, just what's happening in terms of the talent we've got out there that yeah. we can work with going forward, the other piece of work we do. And then, um, you know, it will be a, a situation where I always find when you plug in, so to speak, <laughs> HR initiatives, um, and there's always that... That, that issue that comes up about you know the HR person with their suitcase and they open it up and they've got their <laughs> box of tricks. Uh, but, uh, but at the end of the day, when you get it to the stage, um, a great measure of success is going to be where it's business as usual. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the way we do things around here. It's not seen as a burden. It's seen as something that they actually do. Uh, and I have had instances over my career where you get to that stage where because um, what was a big initiative and a big launch about a particular uh, uh, aspect of HR then becomes business as usual, it's fantastic because it's yeah. just happening in the background and it just keeps the business ticking over. It becomes the way they are. So when I see that happening... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting, a really nice sort of uh, descript, description of it and quite a range of really important metrics for the business. Sort of it sounds like poor performance, underperformance identified earlier and therefore remedied, it sounds like, around um, it being just seen as, as the way we, we do things. And so it's not a burden. It's a, it's a positive. It's feeding through to biz, business results as well. Yeah, because in terms of the actual key performance indicators, and we're keeping that all quite simple, but, you know, we do have the different levels there. You know, there's the strategic, there's the operational, there's the, the financial uh, customer then there's yeah. the human resource part, there's the, yeah. the, the safety part. They all have to be there. And for us, in the nature of the industry that we're in, we have to have it, of course, that the safety is the gateway in. Yes. Uh, if we're failing on safety, we've got a real problem. But fortunately, we're, we're, we've got good people working in the health and safety space, and um, you know, we, we're a company that take that seriously. Um, just as a lot of other transport and warehousing companies do, they have to. You know, <laughs> yes. uh, but that uh, you know that becomes a real focus area. And but but we but we but we're setting key performance indicators and measuring across all of those aspects. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you sort of touched on well as well as this performance management initiative. Um, that, that you want to accrue benefits around development and performance and talent mobility. You've got a leadership development piece. You're, do, you're doing some work on pay, pay and benefits and so forth. Um, you've got quite a small team, I think. How, how do you manage to cover so much? Well, we do have a... So in terms of the work slate, so yeah. to speak, um, the work slate's all programmed out in terms of timing. 
uh, just like anyone, um, myself and my offside at Jade, we, it's, it's easy for us to get distracted <laughs> <laughs> and um, find ourselves working on things that mm, don't really relate to this, but, but they're important. Uh, we keep coming back to the plan and we, we know what needs to be achieved and, we're, and, and we just keep plugging away at it. Um, the good thing is, We've got the total support of the managing director yeah, and the board, yeah. mm. um, and the board as well made it quite clear to me in terms of, look, um, you need to put your hand up and talk about resourcing. Uh, if at the end of the day resourcing becomes an issue, we have to actually um, talk about that. So I know I've got that support there. That, and and there are some additional roles that I will be bringing into the department that are more around um, more around the training aspects. So we'll be bringing bringing those in. So there's, as I say, there's, there's there there is support there to make sure that this all works. And um, yeah, we definitely do not want to get bogged down. We don't want to get bogged down so that we're not performing and delivering what we need to deliver. But we also don't want to bog the business down. Okay? Yeah, so yeah, it's this fine balance. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I talk to so many HR professionals to talk about things that they they want to do, uh, you know, uh, that they feel are important to the business. Perhaps they, you know, they, they did them in their previous organisation, but want to do it here, but feel that the day-to-day pressures are driving them out. And typically the day-to-day pressures are, and I'd be interested if you agree with it, this, health and safety, managing underperformance, and the whole recruitment piece as well. They seem to be the things that are the, you know, suck your time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, fortunately for me, mainstream is a business that there is quite a, uh, they're already well developed in terms of that recruitment, mm. uh, because especially with regard to a lot of the recruitment being around drivers and warehousing people, um, the operational managers do actually already take responsibility for mm. that. So our role is to support them, but basically they get on and actually do all of that. Uh, but yes, those things um, come up all the time in terms of you know performance issues or safety issues. But they, again, are issues that, in terms of the skill sets that people will pick up, in terms of from a performance framework system, and in terms of leadership development, etc., um, they will, that will equip them with the skills, the, the competence, and also just the, um, uh, in some ways, just the, um, you know, almost like willingness and, and, mm. and comfort to actually address these other issues, as opposed yeah. to going and finding someone else to, to be involved in it. Um, so again, it's this measure in terms of, you know, you give them a skill around how to have a performance discussion with someone, but they equally go and apply that discussion about a safety issue yeah, because yeah. they've now got the skill that I feel comfortable now going and talking to my staff member. You know, I know what to do. I, I know the steps I should actually follow. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know to set a, 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 a measure. I know to go back and, and have a time frame on it. Yeah. And, and, and it equally applies across a whole lot of areas. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's that's very true. Often about you know sort of the, the, some of the HR related issues that they they treat that they teach people and help people understand some particular knowledge, but it's the skills that seem to serve and be transferable into other situations. Correct. Yeah. 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 And and I have had that happen over my career where I've come across managers who you equip them with a set of skills around something like performance management, yeah. and you actually find that they a format they've got in terms of you know certain critical steps or key principles or whatever that they follow, they then actually apply those in all situations because <laughs> yeah, they yes. just have this <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> okay? uh, and once they've got the toolbox and they're applying it, great. Yeah. Great. And that goes back to a thing you said earlier, I, I feel, um, 
which is that, you know, so much of human resources is, is kind of common sense and sort of then, I suppose, codifying it and supporting people and sort of just pointing people in the right, right direction, giving them the confidence to, to, to do the right thing for the business and the, the individual. Yeah, that's right. You've got to encourage them as well, too, to take the responsibility. There's nothing worse than, you know, I originally started my career, as I said, it was mainly an industrial relations yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah. I always used to refer to us as, you know, we were the people on the big white horse that used to come in and save the day. And, um, and it, you know, it's not good when you've got that situation yeah. uh, because, you know, you're just, you're not empowering the yeah, frontline yeah. leader to, yeah. to act. Um, it's always that there's someone else that will do that for them and that's not the way it should be. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a final question, actually. Um, and uh, you used used a phrase earlier. You talked about kind of the HR person coming in with their kind of box of, of tricks and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, you know, is there is there anything that you have, you know, from your, your experience that, that you've done um, and the, uh, you know, the work that you've done elsewhere and even with mainstream that you think this is, this is something that I learnt that really serves me well and will continue to serve me well. That's kind of, I've got there in my box of tricks to use when I need it. I always think that HR people need to strike a balance because you either get it that they come in with the box of tricks, they open it up, um, they start producing um, policies for this, policies for that, rules for this, roles for that, uh, pile it on top of the organisation, completely... Um, uh, kill the organisation and put in place too much and then sit back there and they're basically in a monitoring role to make sure other people are complying. Yeah. Um, whereas the thing that I've always learned is that you've got to have a mixture. You've got to be able to get in there and actually show your value as well in terms of actually helping them practically. So it's this thing, like it's like about teaching the person, you know, to how to fish. Um, you know, you go in there and you give them the, the tools and you educate them and sit with them on a few disciplinaries, but then after that you can write the letter. Send it to me, I'll, I'll have a look at it for you, I'll give you some feedback, but it's now with you. Um, and I find that you've just got, you've got to be prepared to actually do that. So it's always this fine balance on any HR activity in terms of, where you end up doing too much for the organisation because they you you will get it that you, you either are naturally that way inclined that you will step in and just take over, um, or you will get at the occasion where you get the some managers who think oh great if they're going to do it I'll I'll step out so you've got to get this balance so it's that it's that thing that as I say that's the one big thing I've learned is yeah. to make sure you've got that balance because you do get it often that. Um, HR people will arrive, open up the box, um, pour all these things out, completely overload the business, and then that person's gone in two years uh, because they've made a real hass of it. Um, no one's doing anything, and we're back to where we were three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm, yeah, that's what I've found. Yeah. That's fantastic. I think that that balance that you bring to things between the practical and strategic uh, I found really interesting in this conversation. And I think that piece of, you know, um, effectively what you're talking about is, you know, we're, it's a bit of pump priming, as it were. We get, get things set up and we gradually hand it over or hand it back to the line to do it and to the business to, to ensure they're successful. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, in this conversation, I think you've actually shared quite a lot of that sort of experience uh, with us and, and people people that are listening to this around, you know, the very pragmatic way in which you can work through things when you've got that very clear strategic goal at, goal at the end. Yeah, that's right. And it's, as I say, it's that it's always the it's always the 
the real great big tick when people start saying this is making my job of being a manager or supervisor a lot better and then for an employee to turn around and say this is great, I'm getting the feedback I want, I, I, I know how I'm going in terms of what I've got to achieve, I know what I've got to achieve and I know I'm getting developed to do it and you know, it couldn't be better. That's fantastic. So hearing hearing that around the business, really sort of nice point to kind of in in that dis- this discussion. And obviously, I really thank you so much for coming in. It's been um, very interesting to hear the project done because, as you said, I, I heard right at the very beginning, and to hear the journey that you've been on since then is has been uh, fascinating to get your your views on that. So um, you know, thank you very much for for sharing it with us today, Tony. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for allowing me to share it. Right. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And, and obviously, thanks, everyone, for, for listening to that. I think uh, within that, there was a great range of sort of practical and strategic tips on, you know, how you can make a difference in your organisation and help managers be, be more effective. Um, so I'd like to uh, obviously once again thank Tony for, for coming today and thank everybody for listening to this episode. And um, we hope you'll join us for future episodes of our EMA cast.